Next on the 5 O'Clock Report. People reached out to me from all over the world. You do not need to drink bottled water. I'm drinking bottled water. It kept getting louder and louder. They've lost hope. This is something that I have faced all of my life. Now, let's go to the newsroom. Good afternoon. Thank you very much for joining us. I'm Mark Webster. We are not guilty. Five former Memphis police officers charged with the murder of Tyree Nichols pleaded not guilty in court today. The judge called for patience with the process. Everyone involved wants this case to be concluded as quickly as possible. But it's important for you all to understand that the state of Tennessee, as well as each one of these defendants, have an absolute right to a fair trial. The five black officers were fired after the black man's beating during a traffic stop in January. He died shortly thereafter at the hospital. Attorney William Massey represents one of the defendants. The public has just not been given all the information. And I think the public was left with the opinion that there was no probable cause to stop Tyree Nichols. Nichols' mother, Rovon Wells, commending strangers for their kindness following the death of her son. I have people reached out to me from all over the world. I have received sympathy cards from people that I don't even know. The former officers are out on bond their next court date, May 1st. There's a push to get FEMA in East Palestine, Ohio, after a train derailment released toxic chemicals there. FEMA has said the derailment doesn't qualify for its assistance, but an Ohio senator has asked President Biden to make an exception in this case. Today, Ohio's Governor Mike DeWine tried to reassure anxious residents. Our Ohio EPA took samples which were analyzed and they in fact came back and were shown to be safe. You do not need to drink bottled water. Well, this resident was asked if he trusts what DeWine's saying. We're not getting any answers. Nobody knows. But I would say no. I'm drinking bottled water. DeWine says a health clinic is being set up as a precaution to help answer questions about potential chemical exposure. A big change in our weather the last 24 hours as temperatures drop back to more February-like levels. The same weather system spawned tornadoes in the south. This woman wrote out a twister in Mississippi. The wind picked up, and then it kept getting louder and louder. The garage is pretty much gone. It pretty much lifted the roof. In the Midwest, the system caused severe winter conditions for drivers. Not a great drive. <laughs> Roads are not the best. Yeah, we know what you're talking about there. Meteorologist Kevin Williams has our forecast just ahead. The chances of recovering any of those three objects shot down by U.S. jets last weekend are fading fast. The objects came down in remote areas or in extreme conditions. Canadian authorities have now ended their search for the object that came down on Lake Huron, citing deteriorating weather and the low probability of recovery. Search efforts are continuing in Yukon, but that's being hampered by mountains and snow. The U.S. has so far reported no debris recovered from the other object shot down over northern Alaska. CBS's Cammie McCormick, a group of congressional Republicans back from getting a first-hand look at the southern border situation. No one believes our border is secure. Not the border agents, not America. I listen to mayors, and I listen to the supervisors, and I listen to Border Patrol. And if you could have heard their voices, they're shaking. They're not sure what to do. They've lost hope. Oregon's Lori Chavez de Reamer says the trip brought home the reality behind the alarming statistics on illegal immigration and the flow of dangerous narcotics into the U.S. from the southern border. U.S. Special Forces took out a key ISIS leader in Syria today, but that helicopter raid came at a price. Four U.S. troops were wounded in the operation. U.S. Central Command says three of the soldiers and a working dog are being treated at a U.S. medical facility in Iraq. The fourth has been treated and released. Much of the focus in the Turkey-Syria earthquake has been on Turkey, but course 
correspondent MTS Tayeb takes a look at the desperate situation facing Syrian quake victims. It's now a race against time to help the living. Families displaced by the quake are now sheltering in tents. The response to the disaster in Syria continues to be catastrophically slow. For Mustafa al-Marawi, it's all too much. You've lost so much. What will you do now? I have no hope left, he says. I sometimes think it would have been better if I stayed under the rubble. Back to home now. Even the chairman of CNN was left with a sour taste by what came out of the mouth of one of his own anchors yesterday. On Thursday, Don Lemon said Republican presidential candidate Nikki Haley, quote, isn't in her prime. Haley fired back. This is something that I have faced all of my life. If it's it was Don Lemon yesterday, it was Whoopi Goldberg the day before. There will be somebody else tomorrow. The New York Times says CNN chairman Chris Lich told staffers that Lemon's words were, quote, upsetting, unacceptable and unfair to his co-hosts who are female and in the roughly same age bracket as Haley. Today, Lemon did issue an apology, not to Haley, but to CNN staffers. And because we clearly didn't have enough of them already, Apple has released some new iPhone phone emojis. There's one new smiley face emoji. It's a shaking head. There's a pushing hand that's kind of emoting a talk to the hand vibe. You get several new animals like a moose and a goose and some new heart colors too, including the long asked for pink heart. CBS's Stacey Lynn, who seems way too excited about this. And finally, Michael Jordan celebrating his 60th birthday today. This after it was revealed the basketball superstar has donated $10 million to the Make-A-Wish America Foundation to mark his long partnership with the organization. Jordan widely regarded as one of the, if not the, greatest players in NBA history. Still to come on the 5 o'clock report, an update on Pennsylvania's Senator John Fetterman's health, an elementary school Satan club, and football camp, girls only. I'm Kevin Williams, and here is your Family Life regional weather forecast. Some localized lake snow and flurries southeast of the lakes with an inch or two in spots, but that's the exception. Otherwise, clouds will break. It'll turn partly cloudy and cold, low temps, teens, and low 20s. The long holiday weekend looks relatively quiet. A good deal of sunshine tomorrow, high in the upper 30s and low 40s. Some sunshine Sunday, 40s to near 50, and a spot of rain, maybe a few wet flakes then on Monday. Thank you, Kevin. Now checking the stories, making news where you live across New York and Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania Senator John Fetterman being treated for clinical depression. The senator checked himself into the Walter Reed National Military Medical Center upon the recommendation of the Office of Attending Physician of Congress. This is the latest in a series of recoveries the senator's making, including a stroke he suffered while campaigning for the Senate last spring. He was also hospitalized hospitalized last week for lightheadedness, and now he's receiving inpatient treatment for depression. CBS's Scott McFarland on Twitter, Fetterman's Pennsylvania colleague Bob Casey praised him for getting the help he needs and for being public about it. 15-year-olds will be licensed to drive under legislation proposed by two Pennsylvania politicians. They want to lower the legal driving age. Democrat Stephen Kinsey and Republican Eric Nelson argue the current legal driving age of 16 prevents teens from being able to work. A Titusville woman struck and killed by a vehicle as she walked to work this morning. The 57-year-old woman, whose name hasn't been released, struck just before 6 a.m. at the intersection of South Franklin and East Bloss Streets. The victim was pronounced dead a short time later at Titusville Area Hospital. In Center County, one person died, another injured in a three-tractor trailer crash on I-80 early this morning. First responders summoned to the eastbound side of the highway around 5.30 a.m. The roadway remained closed for several hours. 
Yesterday, an overturned rig on I-76 near Breezewood closed down that highway for hours. And the Lackawanna County, Pennsylvania coroner has identified the body found inside of a storm drain near Route 81 in Dunmore. Geocachers were out searching for an object, then came upon the body of 37-year-old John Miller of Old Forge, Pennsylvania. The circumstances of his death and how he came to be in that storm drain are unknown. Investigators are awaiting toxicology test results in hopes of learning more. There's a police officer shortage in PA and its cause for concern. More now from Family Life's Brian Query. David Kennedy, the president of the Pennsylvania State Troopers Association, testified this week at a State House Policy Committee hearing regarding the ongoing concern of shortages in law enforcement. Kennedy called the shortage, quote, a catastrophe. Last year, a thousand people applied to join the Pennsylvania State Police. While that sounds like a lot, it's a significant drop from previous years. In 1995, there were 10,000 applicants. With more municipalities cutting back on their police services, the the state police now patrol 85% of Pennsylvania, and they're doing it with fewer personnel. Kennedy is calling on the state legislature to create a separate, dedicated funding source for state police. Brian Query, Family Life News. Thank you, Brian. It's the largest student-run philanthropy in the world. The annual Penn State Thon begins tonight. Thousands of students will participate in the 46-hour no-sitting, no-sleeping dance marathon to benefit local families who have been impacted by childhood cancer. Thon kicks off at 6 p.m. at the Bryce Jordan Center on the State College campus and at the rest of the system's campuses as well. Since its start in 1973, Thon has raised over $200 million. To New York, a lot of school news this day and much of it not good. A Satan Club is planning to set up shop at an elementary school in New York's Southern Tier. We get that story from Family Life Brandon Dixon. There's uproar among parents in the main Inwell School District. That's because students at the Homer Brink Elementary School were sent home yesterday with Satan Club flyers. In the flyer, the Satanic Temple and Reason Alliance says it will be holding events at Homer Brink in the coming months. The district says it cannot exclude the Satan Club from using its facilities or else it would have to ban all other non-school groups groups like the Boy Scouts, for instance. Last spring, a Christian club was granted permission to use the school's facilities in that Binghamton suburb. Brandon Dixon, Family Life News. Uh, thanks, Brandon. Rochester City School District security officials responding to this week's attack on staff members at that city's troubled school for the arts. Cell phone video shows at least one security guard being body slammed to the floor during an attempt to break up the melee. Who wants to put themselves in, in a situation like that where their health and safety is at risk, they have family of their own that they want to go home to. That's Dan DiClemente, head of the union representing those district school security guards. He tells WHAM those situations put guards at a disadvantage. They're taught restraint techniques, so if they go outside of those restraint techniques, you know, the district has terminated them for that. And so where the kids have no rules, you know, they have rules that they have to abide by. The district says the altercation started when a student who was struggling emotionally became physical with several staff members. The security officers declined to press charges against that student. On a much more positive scholastic note, a national honor for a Rochester area school superintendent. Brighton Central School District Superintendent Kevin McGowan named National Superintendent of the Year by the American Association of School Administrators. McGowan, who's been running Brighton Schools since 2009, deferred credit. Our community has committed to doing incredible work in supporting our kids, but our staff are the magic makers. Our staff are the people that are closing those gaps and making it happen. In September, McGowan was also named New York State School Superintendent of the Year. 
The movement to make girls wrestling an officially sanctioned sport in Pennsylvania has taken a big step. Penridge School District in Bucks County became the 100th school to launch a girls wrestling program Tuesday. And with that decision, girls wrestling now qualifies for full sponsorship as a sport by the PIAA. And it's a first-of-its-kind sports camp in the region as well. A half-day football camp for girls takes place Tuesday afternoon in the Buffalo suburbs. A lot of schools have done a great job in allowing girls to participate in football in recent years. So we're going to have a good blend of girls that have played football before in some capacity and some that it's brand new. Casey Kaz is the camp director for cross-training athletics, which has offered boys football camps for nine years. But the flag football camp for girls is unique. Cross-training has invited an inspirational Christian woman to inspire those participants. Tony Harris grew up in foster care, beat ovarian cancer while at college, and is the first female to win a football scholarship for a position other than kicker. She was able to earn not one, not two, not three, but I believe six college football scholarships to four-year universities. Cross-training athletics can still accept registrations through their website for both the Girls Camp Tuesday afternoon and their Boys Camp Tuesday morning. A Christian faith-building emphasis is woven throughout the day. All right, your nightly market report is up next, brought to you by Ambassador Advisors. Here's Family Life's Dave Margolotti. After a rough start, markets gained back some of their earlier losses to end the session mixed. Ongoing concerns about inflation appear to weigh on investors. Discussions that the Federal Reserve could potentially consider a 50 basis point hike at their next meeting also rattled markets and may have helped drive Treasury yields higher. Energy companies today having a rough day, oil dropping to $76 a barrel. The Dow gaining 129 points, the S&P 500 lost 11, and the Nasdaq was down 68. Ambassador Advisors is a Christian financial planning firm helping faithful stewards do more. Online at ambassadoradvisors.com. This is the 5 o'clock report on Family Life. Congress recently made changes to retirement plans that will affect your IRA or 401k. I am Rob West with the Faith and Finance Minute. For holders of traditional accounts, that is, retirement accounts not classified as Roth accounts, the legislation changes the age for required minimum distributions. That age had been 72. As of January 1st, it's now 73, which means you can go a little longer before being forced to take taxable distributions from your account. The new legislation also allows employers to offer post-tax matching contributions into an employee's Roth 401k. That could mean more tax-free income in retirement. If you have a Roth account, check with your employer for details. Discover the best Christian financial articles, podcasts, and videos by visiting our website, faithfi.com, or by downloading FaithFi, Faith and Finance, from your app store. All right, coming up on the 5 o'clock report, keeping their vows and living life in love. Love and marriage, love and marriage. I'm Kevin Williams, and here is your Family Life Regional Weather Forecast. In the wake of the disturbance that brought our area a bit of rain, ice, and snow today... Drier weather sets us up for some sunshine tomorrow. In fact, the long holiday weekend looks relatively quiet. The call for tonight, some localized lake snow and flurries southeast of the lakes with an inch or two in spots. Otherwise, clouds will break. It'll turn partly cloudy and cold. Low temps, teens and low 20s. A good deal of sunshine tomorrow. High in the upper 30s and low 40s. Some sunshine Sunday, 40s to near 50. And a spot of rain, maybe a few wet flakes then on Monday. All right, thank you, Kevin. I miss spring already. Finally at 5... 
a couple of days after St. Valentine's Day, love was in the air at the Nottingham. That's a senior living center in Jamesville, New York, near Syracuse, as couples took part in a wedding vow renewal ceremony. More than two dozen couples with over 500 years of marriage between them gathered before Father J. Robert Easel, calling their long-lived love an inspiration to a lovelorn world. We need your example in a world of scattered dreams One of those blushing brides, Patricia Schmidt, married to her husband Thomas for 55 years, has these words of wisdom for harried young couples. I think you need to take time for each other. I notice that a lot of people are so busy working that they don't take time for just the two of them. And so true, the Schmidts are both locals by birth, teaching together at the Liverpool School District before Thomas proposed to Patricia on the pier at Sylvan Beach. And that's the world we live in for Friday, February 17th, 2023. Thank you again for joining us. Have a blessed weekend. I'm Mark Webster, Family Life News.